Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our Broncos live coming to you from Studio A, where the A stands for what if plan A doesn't work? Mm, yes, I'll let it pass. Yeah, it works. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm not letting it pass. What, I mean, what's your issue with it? What if plan A actually works? Plan, the, plan B is in our headline or yeah. backup plan. Yeah, if anything, just say plan B. But which no, uh, that, would, that would be B. But that's what it would be. Um, plan A. The A is like the fifth word of the sentence. Um, oh, so to fit Ryan's way he does it. Yeah, that's fair. It doesn't have to start the sentence. I, we got that was it. kind of an I amendment don't. he made like a month ago. Yeah. No, I've literally... There's never been any rules. You've kind of made your own rules yeah, quietly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, there's no rule. I would never set my own rules. That would just hurt me but it's like if you do something long enough it kind of establishes guidelines mm -hmm. interesting you said expectations <laughs> high interesting yeah um uh, well there are no rules because it's my bit uh and today it stands for there's no what if plan a doesn't work but as john elway would say uh, we're going plan a the problem is plan a is hurt yeah, yeah, you can't just go into the season blind with plan A or you're going to be running into problems of not being able to run the ball potentially. Definitely. I mean, I don't know. I've mentioned this a couple times. It would be a lot of fun just to spend one day talking about like, oh, maybe Javante will be back for week one. And what would that mean for the team? Um, but the reason we haven't is because it doesn't seem like that's the case. And well, and that didn't get any better yesterday. And it got so worse. It, it, it did get worse, and it, we have been preparing ourselves to not have Javante Williams at the start of the season. We've been preparing people to maybe not until October, which would be a full year. Mm -hmm. We've even been preparing people, maybe the Broncos won't have Javante Williams this entire season. And George Payton at the Combine kind of threw a wrench in that and in an optimistic way. Yeah. He, he said... A good wrench. 
the, if, if you just read one line of a quote, he said, like, we're optimistic he's going to be ready to go week one. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the entire quote in context, there was, like, other things where then he was like, well, maybe not. Like, we're still evaluating. We're not really sure. And he kind of came off of that. But if you just read one quote, you're like, what are you guys doing saying you need mm-hmm. a plan B? Did, George Payton said Javante's ready to go. Yesterday, he really came off of that. He's going to be ready to go week one. Here's the quote that he said when asked about Javante's really starting we're, the season. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, where Nikola Jokic is the MVP favorite. Go Boom. on. Love it. Here's the quote from George Payton on Javante. He said, if we may need to not have the clapping when I'm saying well, we're this clapping quote. for Nikola. Yeah, oh. yeah, but it was still going when if I was ready clipped. to talk, and we can't, yeah, we can't All right, do that. Fair, fair. Yeah, Javante, um, yeah. He says, we'll have to see. He's got a long way to go. He's made great strides, but we won't know that for a while. In a month, he's come off being optimistic that he's going to be ready to go to saying we're not going to know that for a while. He's got a long way to go. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, my entire... I, I don't know if I'm emotionally protecting myself, but I'm just like yeah. preparing myself for Javante not playing this season at all. I'm I'm right there with you because mm-hmm. the way I view it is maybe Javante's 90% ready to ready to go midway through the season. Why would you bring him back? Unless it, you're in a it, you know a, a, a division race. You better make sure though yeah. that that final 10% mm-hmm. is like not going to go risk backwards. something. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it does depend there. Uh, but I'm also preparing myself for that, Ryan, and I, I just think that that's a smart thing to do, especially with where the Broncos kind of think they're going to be this year. Sean Payton has pumped expectations, pumped the brakes on expectations a ton, and that's okay. But if you're going to be a 500 ball club, if you're going to be one game below 500, and why would you rush one of your most important pieces of the future back midway through the season? Yeah, I mean, you can't. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about it a million times, but TD's quote, yeah, just essentially saying, like, coming back too soon, Rune just ended his mm-hmm. career. Yeah, and, and, and here's here's where I, where I want to be with this is, if Javante's ready to come back, great. I want mm-hmm. that as a good surprise. I want to be prepared for the worst. And then the best case is, you get a beast coming back to join whatever else you do with the room. Yep. Really quick, just a, a quick aside. Um, Nikola Jokic? No, I would love oh. to. I would <laughs> talk about that all day. Um, remember when we were talking about the Broncos selling and I said, like, this is going north of five mil- five billion for sure. Yeah. And at the time, that sounded crazy. Yeah. Because I think the biggest sell- sale ever was 3.2 before that. Mm-hmm. And then the Broncos go for 4.6, so I was wrong. Now... The commanders yep. just months later are going to go for six bill, yeah, or even more. Like one well, of the two one of the bids already in. in at six bill. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Even more though, yeah, because Bezos or someone else with tons of money might be waiting for all those bids to come in and then just say, just like the Waltons did, ah, an extra half bill on top to make sure it happens. For sure, yeah, that's just crazy to me because the commanders are a poverty franchise. Um, yes, there's no doubt about that, and they don't have fans. But they've got a big market. And their stadium is shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of those things are true, but a big market. And the reason... <sighs> it's like, not that it's big a, of a market. I mean, it is, DC, yeah. yeah. Like, I, DC is the big reason. Right, and I don't exactly. know all the reasons why, it's but whenever not. somebody talks about it, it's like, yeah, DC... I think it's just because there's so much money there. Yeah, yeah. But it's also just transplants, all transplants. Yeah, but a lot of money. So they're just like... Ravens fans and Giants fans and Eagles fans. Yeah, but I I think Hank's right. It's more about the money and yeah. uh, 
um, just a spotlight that that's in DC. Mm-hmm. Plus, like them being poverty franchise, <laughs> it's the owner that makes them that way. No, right, like right. as soon as he's gone, and that's whipping everything into shape. Bad. Exactly. Um, yeah, you can build a stadium. Oh, this is a bad investment. Just telling you. Wow. An NFL. I'm, I'm never going to say an NFL <laughs> no. team is a bad investment. Yeah, I mean it's just a toy in the in the end. I mean, I'm just, just like just, the Broncos absolutely should be worth more than the Commanders is what I'm saying. But I mean, end. look at the investment of the Broncos already yeah. in uh, eight months yeah, after yeah. they buy it. It's going to be worth enough, two billion enough, dollars more. Fair enough. Fair but enough. it is kind of crazy. But you're right. Broncos should be worth more than the Commanders. But I, I was just one ownership sale early. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, on yeah. it going north of five million. Now they'll never probably be a team that goes for less than five billion. I wonder if the Broncos weren't sold last year, what the Commanders price would be right now. Would it be the four yeah, six I five? Think so. I think so. I really I do not understand the increase other than the fact that these massive billionaires are just coming in and just saying, like, well, whatever you bid, I'm just going to bid more. Yeah, because they won. And and what what seems to be happening is you're getting some sports people wanting to be involved in these. I think one of the groups, uh, Josh Harris, who was involved in the Broncos sale last year, who, who wanted to become owner of the Broncos, is now involved in this. And you're getting people that want to be involved in the sport itself. Yeah. And there's only 32 of these in the world. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I retract my statement that it's a bad investment. <laughs> it's just a sh- shitty team. It is. With wow. a shitty fan base. Do they have a bad a fan base? Scene. Yeah. Really bad. Okay. I, I don't, you would know more. All of their home games against the Eagles are just Eagles homes game, home games. But it have, well, I guess that's part of the fan base is if they've left because of the ownership being so bad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you just leave because your mm-hmm. team sucks, then you're not a good fan. So, just out of curiosity, look, the the Cowboys, Jerry Jones bought them for $150 million in 1989. They're worth $6.5 billion now. So he's gotten like 43 times is what they're worth now. If you would put that money in the S&P Basically, 500, yeah. okay, go ahead. then it would be 28 and a half times. Wow. So you are significantly being, and that's also the I Cowboys. Mean, it's winning. not going to ever go up 150x again or whatever it was. However, though, if you do the same thing with the Broncos, the Broncos just sold for 4.65 billion. You yeah. take like what Pat Bowen invested into it, it'd be worth like five billion. So crazy enough, like yeah. NFL teams are a good investment, but like it's not actually maybe as good as some people think. But yeah, that's in some the Cowboys. Cases it can be and the, the Cowboys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like you, like you said, the Broncos, Bowen just puts that money at S and P 500. He's in the same spot. That's crazy. Yeah, it is yeah. crazy. Turns out having a lot of money helps you get more money. Mm, it's true. That's very true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Broncos have a lot of money, and it's helping them bring in some money. It is. And so anyways, back to Javante. Um, it just sucks, man. Like, Javante was already a fan favorite. He was, you know, on track to becoming, I think, easily a top 10 running back mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yep. Um, he was one of the few bright spots mm-hmm. on the team yep. two years ago. Yep. And I just keep thinking back to seeing the injury and just thinking like, wow, oh, that's nothing. Yep. Especially Twitter doctor saying it's nothing. Well, and, and not even yeah. that, just like the injury itself. Like we saw the, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to forget his name. His last name was Lattimore, um, for South Carolina. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And like his knee exploded, but yeah. like. It was you obvious. could tell his knee yeah. exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Javante suffered the same injury with it looking like nothing happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it, not the same because that dude also broke his leg, I think. But true. Um it, it was just like those you those types of 
everything in your knee injuries are usually so clear that that's really, really bad. We didn't even know. Yeah. You could have left that game thinking like, oh, he just sprained it. Yeah, yep. exactly. I mean, we weren't sure if he was going to come into the game in the second half after halftime. Um, and unfortunately, in looking, kind of preparing for the worst and hoping mm -hmm. for the best, what happened uh, to, to that running? What's his first name? Why Start with an M, right? No, because you want to say Marshawn Lattimore, but that's not him. Marcus Lattimore? Is that? I think so. I thought it started with an M. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Would you look that up just so we don't? I can never remember which ones. Forever. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, so Marcus Lattimore, what happened to him? He was he was wasn't he the best running back in the country? Yeah. Uh, then gets that mm -hmm. injury. He he was built for an NFL back too. So he was going to be a top pick in the draft. He was going to be a beast. Yeah. I think he ends up being a fourth or fifth round pick to the San Francisco 49ers. Plays fourth. fourth round pick plays what one or two years uh, in the NFL. I don't even think does much, and then he's done. Because of this injury, and like you said, I think he also broke things. It was it was worse, but we're talking about a very severe injury, and so that's kind of how I want to prepare. Yeah, and it's it pretty sucks. crazy that like, so he's drafted in 2012, but he's only 31. Like that feels like it was forever ago. Yeah, he's 31 right now. Wow, he's that's crazy. Yeah, like he'd still wow. be playing. Oh, 2013 oh. draft. That's wow. insane. It really does feel like a distant memory. Yeah. Um, the better one would be J.K. Dobbins. Who suffered a similar injury? Mm -hmm. um, and when did he come back? I'm not sure. I think we can check. Okay, I think his timetable, I'm just guessing, was 14 months. Um, but that's just coming off the top of my head, so it'll be interesting to see what that is. So it's not, you know, Mar Marcus Lattimore is like the worst case of what happened. Um, there are better cases of what happened, but the George Payton quote yesterday just took the wind out of, I think, the sails of hope that Javante could be back for the start of the season. I never imagined that being the case. Um, and I just have a bad feeling this is going to be one of those ones where they just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. And every time we get an opportunity, like, like the next time we, we'll talk to George Payton will be what? Um, cut day? A pre-draft. Mm -hmm. Oh, pre-draft. Okay. So pre-draft, he'll be asked about it again. He'll say probably something similar. Then we'll talk mm -hmm. to him. Cut day. And, you know, he'll say that I think there's hope mm -hmm. that he can come back to see. And it's just going to be one of those things where every time we get a mm -hmm. chance to ask about it, it just gets kicked back. Yeah. And there is still the chance that we get lucky. Like, there is still the chance that everything yeah. goes well and he's back for the start of the season. And if that's the case, I think the Broncos win a couple more games than if he doesn't play this year. So let's talk about that. What if he doesn't play? And, and you know, we'll, let, we'll just lean on the optimistic side of things. Let's mm -hmm. say he doesn't play half the season. What's the plan at running back? Is it Samaje Pirine as your number one with just help from these other guys? Really, really quick, just to answer mm -hmm. your question about J.K. Dobbins. Mm -hmm. uh, he got hurt in January of 2021, the very beginning of January. So mm -hmm. it was the final game of the regular season oh, terrible. In, of 2020. So the beginning of 2021, mm -hmm. he didn't play again until week three of the 2022 season. So he missed a whole season, a whole mm -hmm. off season, and then the beginning of the next season. So he didn't play mm -hmm. a game of football for mm -hmm. 18 months. 18. Now, okay. obviously, there was the off season in there where he wasn't able to play uh, because there were just no games. But, but if I he mean, didn't play in the first three weeks, then he couldn't mm -hmm. have played. That, that. That's that's very true as well. Uh, so 18 months to, to answer your question. And I'm pretty sure he then missed more time with like a cleanup thing he did he came back and played four good point hank he came back yeah. and played four games and then missed two more months and then played four yeah. games to round out the season again just looking at his like 
the, there was also a note about a hamstring thing that happened with that, and I'm not sure what that is. And none of these are really the exact same, it, unless it's just like the nice, simple, you tore your ACL and everything else is right, fine. But right, right. you just don't know. You just don't know. And that's why the, the good news is running backs are always on the market. You can always find another running back. You can't necessarily always find another running back you love giving the ball to. But, I mean, Latavius Murray, you could sign him now. There's a good chance you could also sign him in July. Latavius Murray, really quick. Uh, Sean Payton, when asked about Latavius Murray, all he said was, quote, we'll see. George Payton, when asked about Latavius Murray, said, we'll see. We like Latavius, and we're talking to his uh, to his representative. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that he can return. Uh, Latavius, to me, Samaj P. Ryan, Latavius, in terms of Redundant. the running style, it's the exact same. Uh, and mm-hmm. and now I think Samaj can do a little probably more. a little better version. Samaj? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, younger, probably a little better, a little more explosion, mm-hmm. can do more in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield. But in terms of mm-hmm. runners, that just it doesn't make sense. Sure, I'll bring him in as a third running back to spell Samaj a little bit, but I, th- I still think you need something else. And Tony Jones Jr., the running back they got last year, I think has like 15 career carries mm-hmm. or something like that. Maybe I'm underselling him a little bit, but he's a special teams guy, if anything. Yeah, that's a lot like the little Jordan Humphrey thing. Where it's yeah. like, these are guys who are out there. I know that I kind of liked them. If they can make the roster, great. Right. And we'll see. But the, the thing the about... The 18 months thing really just scares me and then yeah it seems like he rushed back um right Mm -hmm. you know even if Javante was on a 15 month timeline which would be significantly better obviously Mm -hmm. yeah that's still missing this season right playoffs yeah no because 12 months would get him back to what week november yeah he wouldn't start of october february oh really so the super bowl yeah that is true (laughs) that'd be a six no he'd be back january (laughs) Because it was like October 4th. Yeah, so, so three November, more. December. Um, He's back January yeah, 4th. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. January 4th. Playoffs. Sure. But again, that's three months faster than J.K. Dobbins. To- totally. Who, if Javante talked to him, would probably say, don't right. rush back. Yeah. Right. And if he talked to Terrell Davis, Terrell would say, yep. don't rush back. Um, and at that point, it just wouldn't make sense to me. I mean, if I, you're in the playoffs, I if, don't know. if you're in the playoffs, though, what you've been doing has been working. Like, if Javante is 100% and has mm-hmm. been training for two months like he's ready to go, then sure. I just feel like you still a little bit would be rushing him back. Yeah. I, the, the thing is, I mean, it sucks to say it, but from the Broncos' perspective, they have him under contract for 34 more games. And every week he's not out there, you don't get that week back. And. Nobody likes giving a second contract to a running back. Maybe you could convince yourself to give him the franchise tag and and get another year. In that case, he's playing really well, though, obviously. But from the team perspective, you know, it's it's not like you have him under contract for four more years and you really need him to be his best. Like running backs, they're disposable. And it's again, you feel bad for for Javante being in that situation. But that's why there is pressure to come back and play because the team has made its investment and. The clock's just kind of ticking. But are you making the case to bring him back um, like way early, like the beginning of the season in October, or are we just splitting hairs with should he come yeah. back for one game January 4th? Yeah, I mean, I think that you get to the playoffs and say, is he better than what we have? And if he's better than what you have, it's it's 
tough to say we we're, we're just going to wait for him to come back next year. And, and, and that's fair. And I hope mm-hmm. we're having this conversation because it would mean Definitely. the Broncos are in the playoffs. But this isn't a conversation. The Broncos have to have many other conversations yep. beforehand. And, and Ryan, to answer your question, do the Broncos have to add another back, running back? Should they add another running back, or are they okay with their three and a half million dollar running back in Samaj Period. That that's a quite an investment in a running back. And to me, this isn't even close. Mm-hmm. They have to add another significant back i completely agree and that's what worries me about this whole thing is you know derrick henry was apparently available for trade they didn't decide to go that direction um who else Mm -hmm. just came up that um ezekiel elliott is available zeke is available and Mm -hmm. i feel like there was another like top top running back that that was available via trade that yeah their name just like circulated recently i don't know why i'm forgetting who it is anyways doesn't feel like the Broncos have been involved in those talks. Doesn't feel like they've been interested in that. And what I don't like, guys, is to invest so much in the running game from a team construction standpoint, but then not follow that up with with the quality of back that you need. Like, Samaje Piran, I like the signing. You know, I gave it the Mm -hmm. highest grade here, which I think was a B. Um... And to me, I liked that signing because he's like a, a, what I believe is a really nice piece to have in your running back room. Yep. Mm-hmm. He can't be your guy. He's he's two, or at least likely can't be your guy. No, he's he's two hundred and forty pounds. Find someone outside of Derrick Henry that's two hundred and forty pounds. That's in every single down running back. Samaj so P. Ryan mm-hmm. is a great compliment. And when I gave him a C plus for when they signed him, I said if they add someone else to compliment him, this can go up to an A mm-hmm. because he is a good player. He's a great player in the right situation. Being an every down back is something he is not. In the past mm-hmm. three years, he's played in over 50% of the offensive snaps three times. Three times has he played in over 50% of the offensive snaps. That is not an every down back. That is not your workhorse back. He has had double-digit carries the past three years in 8% of games. He is not someone that has been relied on in the past. Does that mean he's not someone that can be in a workhorse back? No, but that's a big gamble, especially with, like you said, Ryan, this team is going to be about running the football. If you're about running the football with someone that's a massive question mark, if he can do it and carry that load, I just think you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook were Austin two names Eckler. that were floated out Has there. Has Dalvin been floated out? I believe mm-hmm. so. I want to say we were talking about it, and I was like, well, George Payton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very much so. So, yeah, this is concerning to me, and it. I guess you could go Zeke. Although again, mm-hmm. he's fallen off pretty significantly. Yeah, Maybe more of a bigger name than yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you know you can go to the draft. Yeah, uh, and I think that's probably the most likely route at this point is the Broncos draft a guy with one of their first three picks, mm-hmm. um, and say you know we, this is a guy we love and mm-hmm. he's going to share carries with Samaje. So let's and talk about some of those guys in the draft. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Good. Tried to get a, a take in <laughs> it's for like all good. ten minutes. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook. You use that promo code DNVR. You're going to get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. And now maybe the last time to get Jokic at plus money. Where where is we he right so. now at DraftKings? Is plus one hundred five. Plus one hundred five. Plus one ten. So Jokic is taking the lead. But if you want to use some bonus bets to get Jokic Ooh. at plus one hundred five, you can do that over at DraftKings. And like I said, this might be the very last time. You guys were right. You called it that the mm-hmm. odds were going to change because of Embiid sitting out last night, and then Jokic not just getting a dub. 
but um, also third quarter doing triple it, double. Yeah, a third quarter Love triple that. double, doing it in style and ease. So if you want to get in on the Nuggets, you want to get in on the Abs, you want to get in on anything, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sports. But we've got Final Four coming up this weekend, and the championship game in six days. So check them out. Use that promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions supply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 4700 Speaking of, we never talked about <laughs> Alabama. Just taking that fat l man it was it was awful i mean brandon miller disappeared in the whole tournament in, yeah in mm-hmm. the entire tournament he had uh i believe a 19 percent uh shooting percentage which is the worst in tournament history mm-hmm. for someone that's taken 35 or more shots he uh was so disappointing damn wow maybe his conscience was weighing on him um maybe Seems like we're, we would have been a little overdue for that. <laughs> Weird time for it to come out once there's finally like a big distraction. But um, Shady Rays, if uh, if you are Brandon Miller and you've been crying a lot and there's just tears flowing, your eyes are all red, get yourself some Shady Rays, Brandon, and nobody will know that that is going on. Uh, they're great sunglasses. They they look good. They're a world class product. They're very durable. Um, they've got great optics, especially if you're kind of like an outdoorsy type of person. Uh, but they don't come at a premium price, and that's one of the many things we love about them. Uh, if you lose them, if you break them, Shady Rays will replace them. They're all polarized. Uh, like I said, they're not, they don't charge high-end prices, but you really do get a great product. That's why over 200,000 people have given them a five-star review. And if you go to the Park Meadows Mall or just to their website, you can get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, again, it's great stuff. If you don't like them, you can return them for free or exchange them within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays, and their team always has your back. There we right. go. Um, some news coming down the wire right now. NFL teams just allowed the number zero to be worn. Do you like it? No. Um, I just align with whatever Coach Prime thinks now, <laughs> and Coach Prime doesn't like number zero. He said that why would anyone want to wear a number zero? Zero means nothing. I love it. I love That's number a good zero. Point. Why would you want to wear number one? That's the lowest number. No, it it's means worth the least. you're number one. It's the yeah. least. So then, oh, what co- about number two? Because that would be the least. That isn't number one. Number ninety nine. Yeah, would be that's a good question too. But that's the most. Oh, yeah. If we're using the wow. zero as nothing, ninety nine should be the most desirable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Soon everybody's gonna be fighting over it. I just don't know what who looks good in number zero. Like what position? Nobody. No, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Anaya Smith wears number yeah. zero at Texas A&M. It looks pretty good on him. It's those small little guys like that. Like if you were like... Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. yeah. Gilbert Arenas. Um, I'm trying to think. Like KJ Hamler? No. I, I, just feel, I just feel like for small guys, like the one is so yes. th- so th- trim thinning. and thinning. Yeah. And so yeah. that's a good thing. Like zero, it is just bulky. one number, but it's... Maybe yeah, for like a big... Big nose tackle. I would and hate just, that like, so much. It just goes around their belly button pretty much. <laughs> I would. I no. I think the Buffs had that. They had this guy. Oof. Gosh, what did he call himself? He had his own nickname for himself, like something along the lines of Big Sexy. And I'm <laughs> pretty it. sure he mm. wore zero. Um, I don't think it looks good on anyone. Like a corner. No. Like Where's Christian Gonzalez? I think Christian Gonzalez rocked it. Um, yeah, I think a big guy. I think that's where you got to go. Oh, oh yeah. I no. I, I'm trying to think about this. Like, I just don't think I would assign it to anyone on my Madden team. Maybe a kicker. Oh, uh, punter. 
Just a kicker. Ooh, the punter. I give him number zero because that's how many punts he's getting in a season. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like <laughs> there that. There you go. Oh, man. And then you're just going to get dunked on after the first series of the season <laughs> and your punter's out there punting. We are in week 15 now, and I have that's two true. punts on the oh, season. Oh, my wow. gosh. Give me a break. <laughs> wow. I just throw in And only seven really fourth down attempts. Wow. So I've only <laughs> seen fourth down. Oh, I, I haven't factored in field goals. Mm, yeah, so you're probably really bad. Probably. Really bad at that. Um, okay, Hank, get your takeoff. The thing about Samaj P. Ryan is that he is just a really great running back to have as like your second or third back. Yeah. Because he can do literally anything. Like yeah. we talk about how good he was in pass protection, but obviously he's also like 240. Like if you want to make him your first down guy, your like under center power runner guy, you can do that. If you want him to be your third down guy, obviously you can do that as well. I think Sean Payton brought that up too. Is like there there is the versatility there. It's it's this weird thing where he isn't an every down back because he isn't actually he's never actually been on the field every down, right. but he can do every job you ask of a running back. Um, and I wonder if they do just look for a third down guy because when you look at the third down running backs that Sean Payton's always had, you know it's Darren Sproles and Reggie Bush and Alvin Kamara, all these little speed guys. And that is not Samaji P. Ryan. No. The other thing is, most third down backs are that way. And so that could be why he went that way and not necessarily because that's what he wants. It's just because 90% of them are small, quick little guys. When I think what Samaji gives you is flexibility yep. to be able to go out and get all different types of running backs to be his mm -hmm. complement when Javante yep. is not there. So you can go and get a small uh, speed guy. You could maybe go get more of a in-between-the-tackles guy, although mm -hmm. I just hesitate a little bit toward that. Um, but but you can go. It's not like you're looking for just one specific yep. type of running back to to complement Samaje. Um, so who are some of these guys? Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's <laughs> right up there. He's like the, he's the opposite of Samaje and just so electric. And then not just as a football player, but you look at him and Sean Payton, you just think, man, this could be a match made in heaven. Darren Sproles mm -hmm. 2.0. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's 100% what you think. The parallels are off the charts yeah. uh, all the way down to, obviously, the college that they went to. Yep. Um, but Deuce Vaughn like, is not just like, I don't want to put this on Earl Boykins um, and make it sound like he's like not good because he what he did was incredible in the NBA. But yeah. he's not like... <sighs> I don't know how to put this. <laughs> yeah, you're he's not just a gimmick. <laughs> okay. Like it's not just like, oh my god, he's so tiny. This Damn, is great. Earl was a gimmick. <laughs> no, I had an Earl Boykins jersey. Um, but it, it, you know what I mean. It, yeah. it, he is a legit prospect. It's not just like a fun story because he's so small. And so when you say using one of the Broncos' first three picks, I think you'd probably have to use one of those in order to get him. With yeah. that fourth rounder. How maybe. Big is he? like five five now that'll cost him yeah yeah that's what i mean i mean you you don't who think knows? people have come around i think to... one someone somewhere is gonna fall in love um and mm -hmm. whether that's enough to get them to use a day an early day three pick on him or not i don't know but i think some team is gonna say man i really want this guy and i'm not willing to just wait and wait and wait to get him i think the fourth round is Probably his ceiling. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the third. So he's mm. five. He's five five. Really, really, really short. I think what people care about a little more is weight. He's one seventy nine. KJ Hamler. I know a different position. Was you know right around there when he was mm. drafted in the second round. 
Yeah, and a better um, comp would be like, what was that dude who played for the Patriots and the Titans, Dion? Oh, yeah. Dion was Lewis? It Dion? Dion Lewis. Yep, yep, yep. Like, how how heavy was he? That's like a really tiny running back. 5'8", 195. So... <laughs> significantly bigger. Two spot yeah. on an NFL field is going to look funny. And there is that one yeah. there's that one little guy right now. Why uh, are we I'm calling him little guys? <laughs> because they're tiny. What's he going to do? <laughs> Come fight me? Um <laughs> no, he's not. Cuz even Deuce like Spawn would fucking wreck he, you, bro. He, he even would. Austin Eckler's 200 pounds. There is who's I know that there's one really small guy that I've heard people say like, "Well, he can do it." So in the NFL right now? Darren Sproles probably. It probably is just yeah. Darren Sproles. Yeah. Again, see like, what Darren Sproles was coming out. Okay. Um, Because the thing about that is like, it's like the Josh Allen thing. Or it's like, oh, look, he did it. It's like, well, yeah, one person's done it, but how many 176-pound running backs are there? What I would ask is how many have even attempted? True. Like, has there been these guys that even made it this far in the first place? It's like Deuce Vaughn, yeah. by making it this far, might be in a very small True. class of players under 5'7 that were yeah. even considered to be an NFL prospect. Yeah, it, it's it's very true. Darren Sproles came out at 187. What about... Uh, okay, it, so, it, so on, 10 pounds. Uh, Real quick, J.J. Taylor is a 5'6", but 185 pounds. So he's within 10 pounds. Yeah. Sucks. And, you put uh, on 10 pounds. <laughs> and how tall was Sproles? I think he was 5'6". Five, 5'6", six. Five, six, yeah. Okay. Um, and a comp on NFL.com uh, for him is Jaquiz Rogers. Um, remember Ooh. when he played? Yep. He was he was uh, Falcons. Five, yep, exactly. Five six. Trying to get hit two oh five though. It's very different. <laughs> a little a little different. Yeah, I like if they do it, I'll buy in. Like it'd be fun for sure. I mean, gotta watch his tape. It's just See, oh I'm, yeah, definitely. I have. I feel like, like you're not all in. No, I mean, what are wow. the odds that guy has a like can hold on to the football? Oh, like there's Henry, no way he's holding Henry, on to the you're football. You're such an old man viewing this. <laughs> yeah, very true. But you just, I mean, oh, Tariq Cohen, how how big is Tariq? He Cohen? is five six one ninety two. But I wonder what he came out. I at. was gonna say because I think Deuce Vaughn could put on thirteen pounds. Yeah, in, in mm-hmm. a year being in the NFL, so. I could I could absolutely see that. I think this would be Tariq Cohen did last three years. He weighed in at the combine at five six one seventy nine. Hey, wow. there we go. And he held up for three years, about... which again is most of your rookie contract. Yeah. If if you right. draft a guy, if you get three years out of Deuce Vaughn, you're saying like, yeah, that went well. Especially because you're going to be using him a lot this year, um, and mm-hmm. I'd be okay with using a third round pick on him. It doesn't matter which Ooh. one because they're just back to back. When did um, Tariq Cohen go? If they, I, I think, and I made the case in our roundtable this weekend that running back was is the biggest position of need for the Broncos. Yeah. Um, I think center, just like you made the case for, is right up there as well. So I'm not going to argue too much about that. But I think running back is that much of a need that if you use a third round pick, you better be getting a guy uh, who you hit on, by the way, if you're using a third round pick. Um, and then you can use a third round pick on a center. Boom, there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to set the over-under right here on Deuce Vaughn draft position. Tariq Cohen was drafted uh, 119th overall in the fourth round. Under. So I'm putting it at the over-under at 118.5. Take the under. All right. I'm trying to do the math. 118. So it's just at the, near the end of the fourth? But then there's the comp picks, too. There aren't right. many, though. Right. So I'll take the over just for the okay. sake of fun. I can probably tell That's you exactly. A well set line. Though. Where's the Where's the Broncos' fourth round pick? I'll t- definitely take the over. 
The Broncos' fourth-round pick is... I've got it right here. Somewhere. Can either of you tell me where Tariq Cohen went to college? Nope. No. North Carolina A&T. Wow. Definitely could not have told you that. Do you know where the draft network has Deuce Vaughn rated, ranked? Seventh round pick? 253. So just outside the seventh. No, wow. that'll be just inside. 255 picks, right? Yeah. Um, the Broncos He'll pick go is... before that. Broncos yep. fourth round pick is 108. So there you go. There, If they take him, <laughs> they hit your under. If they don't... Yep. Yep. Um. Th- this is a guy that I would really like to the Bronco for the Broncos to go after. Who else? Um. Is in the draft, and we touched on this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy has been in a lot of trade talks. Maybe those things are calming down, but I still think you got to be on your toes with Cortland or Jerry getting traded until after the draft. Let's say they do move Jerry for a first round pick, running back could be with how much they want to run the ball. Could be a position that they use a first round pick on. That would be who people would hate that. I don't think Bijan Robinson slips to wherever their no. first round pick would be because I don't think they're getting 15? a top ten pick. I, I think he goes. I think he goes. You think he goes right around or there? Down. Yeah. I would take. Okay. I would take the under the earlier. Okay. The earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna um, see if the draft. He's if so sick. Has a prop on this. So Bijan is a first round guy. Jameer Gibbs, I think, is definitely a guy that could be right around 15, True. 25. I think he's going probably yes. right around there. I mean, no, I think he's. I'd say end of the first, early second. I think he's second. Yeah. Second round. I think second. Okay. Which means there's a chance he really falls. Okay, so then, optimistic. If Bijan Robinson's there, you trade Jerry Judy. Let's say in the middle of the draft. In the middle of the first round, a team calls. Bijan Robinson, by the way, is the only uh, offensive player in the draft I would trade Jerry Judy for. Wow. Okay. Well, that was going to be my question. So you would trade Bijan for Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. Think that's realistic? Se- like, you know, semi realistic? I don't. Um, I don't think a top 15 team in the draft is going to say we want Jerry Judy more than we want this pick. Fair. Henry, would you trade Jerry for Bijan? Honestly, I might. I think I I think I would. I and part of it does depend on where you get him. Because like at 15, you're giving him 4.25 a year. At like, I don't know, you're not trading all the way up to six, probably. But just for perspective, I mean that's seven and a half per year, which all of a sudden he's probably one of the ten highest paid running backs in the NFL. So you kind of lose the value. But but if you were to able to get him around 15, I th- I would do it. And uh, by the way, Alex saying that, Blame. of course, I'm the one to bring up trading a receiver. Ryan was the <laughs> one to bring this up yesterday. I just thought it was a really good question to bring up again today. Um, that topic is happening until after the draft. So just get used to it. it yeah, it's very true. Um, would you do it? So you wouldn't do it for Jameer Gibbs? Nope. No. No. I'm thinking may- like probably Quinton Johnston, I would interested in doing it with the four so then a wide receiver for a wide receiver yeah okay but i don't know about jackson smith and jigba it feels like you would just be restarting the clock on mm-hmm. jerry judy um which maybe they want that clean sure. slate but i just don't think mm-hmm. that opportunity is going to present itself sure yeah. that that that's fair um i i think that with the way sean payton wants to run this offense I would flip a, a wide receiver for a damn good running back i for some, there's no um running back draft props yet in terms of where they're going to go but i will say to go fifth overall 
Bijan Robinson is plus five thousand, so they definitely don't think yep. there's any chance he goes in the top five. Which yeah. is there a top sense. ten out there for Just, him? Okay. No. Draft Network has him as the number two overall prospect, which again doesn't factor in Behind positional two. value. By the way, the I don't wonder. I gotta check. DraftKings has Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, at minus two fifty to be the first wide receiver taken. I mean, he's sick. I feel like you Will like Anderson Johnson more. I do. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've loved Smith and Jigba since the Rose Bowl against Utah, where we put up. I think he had like 400 receiving yards in that game. Wow. Yeah, how, how good is Marvin Harrison Jr. going to be? Because oh, this draft cycle, he's already getting like as much buzz yeah. as the guys going in the first round this year. Uh, he would be the first one if he went this year. But like easily, first one like top five pick. Oh, I don't know about that. It'll have to. See, we'll have to see what teams are there. But I think we're talking, and you know, you know how I feel about this word: generational dra- uh, wide receiver prospect. <laughs> uh, yeah, which means uh, I can't use that again mm-hmm. until the next generation. <laughs> see in thirty years. Did you use it with Jerry? Um, probably. It, it was a generational <laughs> wide receiver draft class that we thought he was the best one in. I don't think I probably said he. I, eh, I could have. Because it really was not just us, but it was like a generational wide receiver draft class. And it's, then it actually kind of is turning out to be, too. It's absolutely unbelievable how badly the Broncos have fumbled the bag with Jerry Judy. Mm. Um, I uh, like I the the targets is what drives me crazy versus the separation rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can tell you can say, well, doesn't Jerry have fault in this, too? There's been some maturity stuff, this, that, the other thing. Remember there was that crazy stat before his three touchdown game about how many times they've targeted him in the red yeah, zone? Yeah. It and was like five times in mm-hmm. the past year Two and a half years, or something. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So um I think the Broncos from just a bunch of different angles have messed up the Jerry Judy pick. Uh I think if Jerry Judy and Justin Jefferson just traded places, uh, we would be having similar conversations about both of them. Wow. I can't go that far. <laughs> I mean, that's the best receiver in the league. Like I said similar, not the same. But I think yeah. you would be putting up crazy numbers. For what's worth, Jackson Smith and Jigba in the Rose Bowl last year, 15 catches, 347 yards, three touchdowns. Wow. And like that's they played Utah. That was a 48-45 game. Wait. So it's not garbage time or anything. Right. Oh, that was okay. He's at state, right? Ohio State. Yeah. Okay. That is nuts. Yeah. Wow. It's just yeah, it's incredible. Um, what else is incredible? Our friends over at Backus and Shanker. So true. Where they will take a really bad situation and try to make it right for you. And mm-hmm. one of the awesome things about Backus and Shanker is, unfortunately, they have themselves have been in similar positions. So not only are they great lawyers and they know how to win these cases for you, but they also know how to relate with you when you're going through, whether it's yourself, whether it's a family member, a terrible situation as well. Meeting Kyle uh, was was such a great experience. Um, not only is he clearly very intelligent, knows what he's doing, but very relatable as well. And so if you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is there to help. They win for Colorado families, and they have over 25 years of experience doing this. There's no upfront fee to speak with them. There's no fee while they work on your face, while they work on your case, and there's no fee unless they win. And if you need something, you know, help working on your face because yep. something happened to you, <laughs> you can turn to Backus yep. and Shanker. So give them a call at 222-2222 to set up a consultation. What's the saying? If you're Get them to work on your face. If you need to sue, (laughs) 
Smash that too. <laughs> two, 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 yeah, two, yeah, yeah. two, 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 two. They're for, there for car accidents, motorcycles, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They're there to help you out if you're hurt at work too. So if you need them, two, 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 two. Why are we okay? There's a lot going on in the comments right now. Um, one, Henry, they're telling us that um, the corner who Jackson Smith and Jigbo is matching up against in that game was actually a backup running back. No way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> speaking of which, here's a little transition. Wait, I'm not done with the comments. Oh, there's more? <laughs> then someone said the Broncos made Jerry Judy lead the league and drop passes. That was three years ago. <laughs> I know, right? It it was it was bad. His rookie year was, it was. bad. Um wasn't KJ or wasn't Jerry Judy one and KJ Hamler's two and drop passes in the entire NFL? Yes. And people um, hate when I say this, but you know who also led the league in drop passes their rookie season? Jerry Rice. <laughs> Jerry Rice. <laughs> um wow. and to Jerry's credit, Jerry Judy's credit and Jerry Rice's credit, they've both got better since their rookie season. I'm sure Jerry Rice yep. got better and Jerry has I'm Jerry sure. Judy has as well. And Jerry Judy did have one awful game, which really hurt, which is included. What was it, like six in, in one game? I think five. Um, it awful. was like the last game. No. It wasn't was, that the last game? It was, in the last, game. it was in the last month Yeah, um, when they would have beat the Chargers. Um, but Jerry has got better with that. I mean, exponentially better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Going back to my old transition thing, my oh. favorite running back in the draft, Roshan Johnson from Texas. Bijan Robinson's backup. backup. So he was he was an all American quarterback, like dual threat quarterback. Went to Texas. All their running backs got hurt. His freshman year, he had to play running back. He's Taysom Hill. I was gonna say, oh wow, Sean Payton all over it. It goes for like six hundred forty nine yards, five point three per carry. Again at at Texas, which is pretty impressive. He's even on the field. Yeah. Um, Is he a senior? Yes. Okay. I was gonna say. I wonder why he's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Stay. And so then. Bijan comes in the next year, so he's the backup running back, never has 100 carries in a season again, but 5.2 yards per carry, 5.9 yards per carry, 6 yards per carry, like former quarterback. 6 yards per carry this last season? Yeah. He's nasty, and you watch him run, and you're like, oh my goodness, because he's 6'2", 223, and he did run a 4.58 at the combine, which was disappointing, but I mean... It's not the end of the world for a big back. Running back 40s really don't matter, in my opinion, unless you're like a big like your thing is you're a big play threat right, right yes but he is big and he's sick and he checks all the boxes he kind of reminds me of like miles sanders who is saquon's backup uh. and i think i think if he had played somewhere else we'd be like oh my god this guy's awesome he's going for a thousand yards a year um the but former he's quarterback like a fifth, thing six round thing is what's getting me going. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome because yeah. i think sean that's gonna get sean payton going and I have a feeling Sean Payton would love to take Russell Wilson. Off <laughs> yeah. Where is he projected to go? Uh, uh, the Draft Network has him at number one twenty-six as a prospect. Okay. So because of positional value, probably drops down even further. I mean, think of this: Sean Payton had no problem taking Drew Brees off the field to play Taysom Hill and like run. Taysom Hill packages out there. Yeah, yeah, and I think we got to be prepared for the Broncos to take someone like this, and that could be a great guy. To, to start looking at. He's sick. And I do think, I mean, the Broncos are going to draft a running back. Like, I think yep. that's just a guarantee at this point. Yep. Question just whether they sign another. Is there a, a Taysom Hill-esque quarterback in this class? Um, It is the, yes, there is. The Broncos met with him. Oh, the, the Penn State, Penn State yeah, kid, yeah, Sean yeah. Clifford. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, I guess he could kind of be that way. Yeah. Wasn't he the one that went viral for having like a snappy arm motion too? 
Who's that a different Penn know. State quarterback? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but I think he's big um, and not known as well for being a thrower. But other things. He's got other traits. He's awesome. I mean, I never really thought of him as... I mean, yeah, I guess you could draft him and just say he is Taysom Hill. Yeah. No, um, it wasn't him. Some other... Oh, wait. Maybe not. Someone tell me in the comments. There's this kid who's like a backup quarterback at Penn State, but like there's this TikTok of him just throwing, and he just had this like insanely quick like whippy <laughs> arm motion and everyone lost their it might have been honest did will levis transfer from somewhere to kentucky he did oh. was it penn state i don't know where okay. he was from um man you're asking a lot of good questions sorry I'm yeah that's oh, it's impressive and he asked them like we know Right. <laughs> I'm did just he hoping that he, <laughs> <Yeah. goes. laughs> he did go Penn State. Okay. Transfer. All right. Yeah. That, that was, there you go. That's wow. hilarious. That was him. Man, also, people are going to fall in love with that then. Oh, they already have. Didn't you see? Um, I don't. I might have been Tommy P who put out like a video of him throwing and was like, this arm motion looks really familiar. And it was like, look, just like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Packers will draft him this year. Um, Speaking of players, should we get into our March Madness bracket? Oh, baby. Oh, we wow. have big Not time as toxic as we thought it yeah, would so be. True. We weren't canceled Actually, over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex Singleton had fun with it. He did, yes. Yep. Um, sadly, his mom retweeting the poll did not help yeah. him. When I saw but that, we do I was love like, Kim uh, Singleton. Yes, we, we do. do. We absolutely do. Um, okay, should we get into these matchups? Here, can any chance we can zoom in on these? So we are on to the, to the Elite Eight. We are on to the Elite Eight. And shall I don't we know these these winners, so mm. I'm excited. No, to neither find do out. I. Okay, well, I'm going to let you guys guess um, okay. as we go through this. So well, the f- it's already up. Oh, no, no, no. no oh, that- he's going to fill it in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so who do you think won between number one seed Pat Sertan and number 16 seed Cortland Sutton? I think Cortland Sutton got as much percentage of the vote as Pat Sertan's seed. Wow. That is pretty spot on. Wow. Did you know that? Uh, I just knew it after like an hour. Pat Sertan got 98.7% of the vote. Oh, my goodness. So, Pat, clearly we were right choosing also, him as the one seed. <laughs> yeah. Someone tried to snitch tag Cortland Sutton in this. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we don't know how Cortland may have said it, it's up and it's stuck, and we would have been like, don't "Oh know no, could have been about us. That could, <laughs> that's good been. or bad." <laughs> um, yeah. Well, or he might have said, "Like, I just want to go where I'm loved and appreciated." <laughs> it's so very true. true. Oh boy, could you imagine if we were the reason? We got in top sixteen. That's yeah, a great compliment. Yeah, yeah. The sixteen we, seed had no chance. Like no. you could have put anybody there. Yeah, literally. It's true. That's why maybe at the end, Pat Sertan gets like ninety percent of every vote that he's in. Ooh. I mean, I he's would never take dropping. The, I would 90. take the over on him getting 80, 89.5% in yep. each. Round. Easily. 89.5%. But it well, is going to co- probably come down to him versus Justin in the final. And yep. Justin has. He has sway. He does. He, he really does. And wow. here's who Pat's going to be going up against in the next round. Number eight seed DJ Jones going up against number nine seed Quinn Miners. <sighs> Who's your prediction? I'm going to take Quinn. Okay. What I'll say I'll, is uh, this one was the second closest race. I we believe had. it. I'll take, I shouldn't have done. I'll take Quinn. It's. Uh, tough. I feel bad taking an offensive lineman. It feels he's like wrong. Quinn, I'm switching to DJ because everyone just thinks the entire Broncos offensive line is bad. It was, was DJ. Fifty-one point six percent of the vote. Very very close. But DJ Jones wins out. And the fun one about this one is they go up against each other in training camp. They do. And 
They're really going to be going up against each other this training camp because there's going to be tackling. And Quinn. because they're going to be pitted against each other because of us. They yes. improve themselves true. against each I, other. I have been um, stripped of my uh, Darren Williams Good Guy Award vote because uh, I don't go to the <laughs> facilities much uh, anymore. Uh, thought there was some drama. No, no. <laughs> um, but if I had one, I would have voted for Quinn Miners because of all the interviews that I did, which was not many, yeah. um, he was my favorite. I wow. think, has an offensive player won it? This year, I think. Yeah, oh, Teddy Bridgewater won it uh, last year, and then Dalton this year. So, yeah. yeah has a have. defensive player won it? Every year <laughs> until <laughs> last oh, wow. year. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Huh. yeah, you're right. Now we're on a streak <laughs> yeah. of offensive guys. Um, yeah, Quinn, Quinn's will probably win it sometime. I love Quinn. Yeah, well, everyone loves Quinn. Also, everyone loves Alex Singleton. Do you guys think he pulled off the upset as the 13 seed going up against the number four seed? I do not. This is one that I followed because I really wanted Alex to win, even though I love Jerry Judy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Alex more, uh, but he he just didn't have the firepower. Going up against Jerry Judy, who I think fans love even more right now because they don't want him to leave. Yeah. I think Alex Singleton did a good job. I think if you would have campaigned, he could have won. I think so. Jerry won this with 72.2% of the vote. Yeah. He could have swung 20% by just quote tweeting and being like, I think mm -hmm. so too. I got to take down. Like he would have said something funny. You wouldn't have been like, right. please vote for me. You right, know? right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Jerry moves on. Not a surprise there. A classic 5-12 matchup. Zach Allen going up against Tim Patrick. I'm going to guess that Tim pulled the upset here. Okay. I think it's Tim. Again, I mean, it's a lineman. Nobody's voting for a lineman. Tim Patrick did pull off the upset. 58% of the vote. We love wow. an upset. And now look at this matchup we got going on next. Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick. Oof. We'll uh, preview ooh. these later in the week, but that is a wow. good one. Wow. Wow. So That's two fun. of the two of the three receivers that made it went on. Wow. The next round now facing each other. Number two C Justin Simmons going up against the Bash Bro Josie Jewel fifteen was an upset. Bro versus Bash Bro. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way this this has to be Justin. Is this the second biggest blowout? It is the second biggest yep. blowout. As it yep. should be. The number one and the number two seed held up ninety five percent of the vote for Justin Simmons. Um. So neither of the Bash Bros. Made to the second round. Sad, sad. That's okay. They were An appearance it, is impressive. Yeah, it's it's very true. All right, now we have the seven seed Ben Powers going up against the ten seed Garrett Bowles, and this th this was an important one for us because uh -huh. I thought Ben Powers should have been the highest rated offensive yep. lineman. You made the case that Garrett Bowles should yep. be above Ben Powers. Yep. I think my final case was Miners first, but yeah, That's I did true. have Bowles. Yeah. And again, it is just a tough one because the thing about Bowles is just the holding. Innocent until proven guilty, Ben Powers won this. Exactly. That's what I think. He did. 58.3% yeah. <laughs> wow. of the vote. You're right. The unknown. Yeah. A and he's the never given up a sack or had a holding for the Denver Broncos. And he's coming <laughs> off a great year, and that's all Broncos fans want to focus on is like, okay, what's the good we're getting in this guy? And the good is really good, and it's the most recent. Mm -hmm. the, pretty much the way the offensive linemen work within a fan base is they start with a 100 grade, yep. and they can only go backwards. Yep. Now, maybe... They get like a clip from like an O-line guru runs. who yep. like throws it out on Twitter and is like, wow, look at Ben Powers absolutely mauling yep. down this corner. They can pick up like two or three points from yep. that. Yeah. But pretty much you just go backwards from the day you get there until yep. the day you look at Mike McGlinchey. The yep. perfect example of a guy yep. who's mm -hmm. actually good at football, mm -hmm. but he only got minus points because that's how it works as yep. offensive lineman. And eventually 
Niners fans actually decided they hated him. Yeah. Man, I could see Ben Powers or another offensive lineman getting a couple bonus points this year from a fired up Matt McChesney video. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I it's gonna be tough for Powers to get past Simmons though. I, I think he no might have had a chance no in shot. a in a different region, but yeah. he's there. That's a good point. He's gonna be interesting. It's, it's a tough draw. Over eighty five percent for Justin. All right. The three seed wait, we have two three seeds going up against no three seed going up <laughs> against a fourteen seed. Javante Williams, Russell Wilson. Oh. On this one, we did have the the little uh what's Asterisk? it called? Asterisk which said if both players are fully healthy. Because both of them obviously dealing with injuries. So you have to take that into account here. Uh, it's got to be Javante. Javante. This also came out right when we found out about Russell Wilson's additional injury. Mm. So maybe people are willing to give a little more to Russ. What was the new Russ injury? The surgery. It was uh, the knee surgery. The knee scope. Which George Payton said uh, there's no concern on their end about. Hmm. Me too. Okay. Uh... Javante, I think probably one Has comfortably. I think pretty comfortably. Javante Williams won comfortably. Yeah. 67.5% yeah. of the vote. I would have expected even wider margin. Worst, it, worst thing for the Broncos. It was so interesting seeing the responses to this one. Some of the people were like, Russell Wilson's only 14. You guys are crazy. How is he yeah. not in the top 10, top 5? And then a lot of people also said, how is Russell Wilson on this? How is he in the top 16? Uh, I guess that means they're probably right. Yeah, yeah. You, it, he probably had to be on here, especially for projecting this year. He's had one awful season. Yes. And yes. it was an awful season, mm -hmm. but one out of 10 is you get the benefit of the doubt. And I can't I, believe we left Brandon McManus out. <laughs> I was actually afraid of he was going to be the one player to like respond to this being like, what the hell? How am I not on here? Mm -hmm. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've got a Brandon McManus update oh. when we get done with this. Okay. Oh. Yeah, hit, hit me with it now. Right I feel now, like I need it. He was at the Nuggets game last night. No, he is upset about the new rules about numbers. Oh, oh give me a in particular. <laughs> so punters and kickers can now wear zero to forty nine, ninety to ninety nine. He Wait. tweeted, "Boo!" Wow. And I agree. And I mean, also the what are we? What don't we want here? What are we avoiding? Does he want to wear fifty to eighty nine? Kickers should be one to nineteen. You know, how why do you would know that's what anyone he's care? I mean, did, they gave him more opportunities. That's why they're changing all the rules now. Uh, but no, I think like it's, it's going to bother you seeing a kicker that wearing like fifty five. When I start, when I start working here and start watching college football, I was like, oh my god, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Oh, These so kickers are wearing like, BMAC. oh, I totally do. The worst you one, though. You grew up a Montana fan. Don't act like the first time you ever watched college football <laughs> but again, like, we hired you to cover different. the buffs. It's different. I mean, because I don't even... I I can't remember what number Dan Carpenter was. But, um, wow, I'm a bad fan. Also, the first time a quarterback shows up, like if Bryce Young just decides I'm wearing number zero now, I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, I'd love that. It's going to be so disgusting. You know, love okay, it. I figured out who should wear number zero. Okay. Someone that has multiple O's in their last name. Oh, yeah. Just like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Wow. Carpenter was 29. So, yeah. So especially if their yeah. name starts with an O. Mm, it's really true. Then you totally buy into the brand. Yeah. Like, um, what's the last name that starts with an O? <laughs> I don't even know. OJ Mudia. There you oh. go. There you go. That would be sick. Especially if his uh, first name was like Omar. 
Oh yes, Omar, Omar OJ Mudia. We yes. just put together two former wow. defensive backs of the Broncos. There you go. Wow. There you go. Oh yeah, Omar Bolden. Yep. that would yep. work too. Yep. yep. Oh man, I like that. Okay, that's my new role. Only okay. people with wow. O's and as one unique. of their initials. Yeah. So yeah, that works. Right. I like it. Okay, and then the final seeding. We had number six, Randy Gregory, going up against eleven, Mike McGlinchey. My hint to you guys is this is the closest race we had. In fact, it was so close that the final vote was 50-50. But Twitter tells me who had more, but oh, doesn't right. tell me. What the like, it wasn't were. even 50.1, 49-point. I think you can see it on desktop. Okay. Henry, you want to pull it up? Wait, yes. first, Henry, you have to guess. McGlinchey mm. or Randy Gregory? <laughs> it's gotta be McGlinchey. I'm no, a- I've got... Ah. I'll take McGlinchey. Honeymoon phase. Yep, he has a 100 score still. Uh, I saw some weird anti-Randy Gregory sentiment out there. Really? In response to our poll. About injuries or what? Just like LMAO, <laughs> Randy Gregory is even in this? Like, what are wow. we talking about? Like, uh, that's crazy talk. That That is. When he's healthy, which is what we're basing this off, he's really damn good. Yeah. He is really damn good. Um, You guys are right, though. Randy Gregory lost this one. Mike McGlinchey won it. Um, do you know the numbers specifically? I'm not getting decimals. Yeah. Oh. It's 50% it's to 50%. 50-50. Interesting. I thought maybe desktop would show it. Wow. And Henry voted for Randy Gregory. He voted for the loser. So <laughs> let me just say I, that... I think I also voted for Randy Gregory. <laughs> uh, that one was an actual real vote. But in any of them that seemed like a wide margin... I did just kind of vote for the underdogs. <laughs> I felt bad because remember there was at one point where Cortland Sutton had uh, zero votes. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you got to like point eight percent or something. Yeah, and I screenshot it and, and sent it to you guys. And, and I said that was, like, was yeah, my yeah, vote. I'm, I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. That was me. That was me. Um. So I'm I'm happy with the way this turned out. We had yeah. some upsets. good matchups. Upsets. Yeah, I can't March wait to. Uh, I can't wait to preview this. So there's um, this website the called howmanyofme.com. Where you can type in any name and it'll tell you how many of that person there are in the United States. Mm. Did you look up Omar Ojemudia? I tried, but the website's now defunct. I used to love this thing when I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, from 2008. Top three most common names. Yeah, so I can't tell you how many Omar Ojemudias there are. Dang. What about Omar Olubode? That's a common last name. Wow. I didn't. I had not heard that one. But is the website totally no, I, I shouldn't say common, with that but name. I've he- heard it. Multiple times. Omar Olubode, who who's wearing number zero. I like He's it. Sick. Um, you know what else is sick? If you want to go see Randy Gregory, Mike McGlinchey in person, go to Game Time. Mm. Check out mm. Game Time where you can get the best seats. You could actually see them go head to head without using Game Time, but if you want to see them play for the same team. It's very true. It's very true. Check out Game Time. You want to go to a Nuggets team? You want to see the back-to-back-to-back MVP? Wow. Mm. Check out Game Time. Mm. You want to get in on playoff tickets? Game Time is the place to check out. And, of course, wait until the yep. last minute when the game prices will be the best. And Game Time is going to be able to hook you up. When you wait, you can get up to 60% off by just waiting 
I love their interface too. Click on the link in our description in YouTube, or if you're listening on podcast mm -hmm. side, it's in our description as well. And it shows you exactly what your seats are going to look like. You can pick out all the other different seats. You can have the all-in price. You don't have to be worried about paying another $100 in fees like other places do. Nope, you're going to see the price that you're paying right then if you click on the all-in. So check out our friends over at Game Time. Click on the link in our description if you want to go to any Colorado sporting events or really any shows, venues, anything around the country. Love it. Also, shout out to our friend Steve, who Steve. we were outside the arena buying tickets. There's refreshing game time like 10 minutes before tip off. And he was like, wow, you guys really do wait until right before the game. <laughs> I was like, yep, we do, because that's how you do it. Because we got in for, I think it was like 60 bucks for the first row of the upper level. Wow. Those were going for like uh, 130, 120 before, uh, before the announcement. Yeah, well, they Dang. went down again when the Harden news came out, which was yeah. really late. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Dang. Love That's that. Why was wait. Steve the one who was with D-Line? I don't believe so. Okay. Is there another Steve? A lot of Steves. <laughs> there are. Uh, you should check how out how Steve's many of me. <laughs> Let's see. There would be <laughs> 400 million. 400 million Steves? <laughs> how many Steves do you think? Oh, my God. How many people are in the United States? In 330 Canada. million. Oh, wait. This is just oh, America, well, I, I believe. It, oh, it's just America. Definitely not 400 million. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go. There's set six and a half million Steves. Uh, I'm going to go five million Steves. 491,000 Steves. Oh, wow. I guess we were. We should have thought that through more. <sighs> not that many Steves. Steves then. can't be like. 3% of the population. <laughs> well, I kind of thought they would be. <laughs> Everywhere you go, just more Steve's. Way too many Steve's. Is that the most common name? No. No way. No, no Bill, Steve is Bob. not. What uh, is the most common name? Um, Bob? Oh, wow. I was, I was just on this page, and I was like, no, this is just nonsense. Nobody wants to hear. I was about to ask, like, what do you think the most common name is? Um, oh, those are car names. I was like, Martin. There's <laughs> 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 top 20 me. last names. Most common car names? Last name ending. Yeah, that <laughs> People name their car. Like, oh, first names. Is that what we're talking about? Oh, do you want to guess? I'm going Bob. There's no uh, Robert is number four. Number four. Okay. This is, this this is, is male, male and names? female. Oh. Mary. Yeah. Elizabeth. Number six is Mary. Elizabeth. Not in the top 20. Oh. Christopher. Christopher. Not in the top 20. We're wow. playing that game. What is that game where they do this? Family Feud. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you said Mary? Joseph? Uh, that's okay. Yeah, you got to go with the uh, Number 11. Names. Oh, my God. Religion's um, falling off. <laughs> no, I mean, you get to these top couple. And that's a spoiler. No, you no. Said, not you in the said top Mary, twenty, right? I said Mary and Joseph. Uh, wow, yep, That's six a smart and eleven. Place to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just in America, this is America. Yes, I'm running out of ideas. Oh come on, these are not top. <laughs> um, Jack, short for John, which is number one. No, there that's not. Isn't it? Jack is not short for John. Yes, is it, it is. Yes, no. it is. It can't be short for, but it could be a nickname. Yeah, Jack comes from John. Is that why Jack Elway, John Elway? That's exactly why. But that's those are totally different names. Hank and Henry. But Hank's at least a little shorter than Henry. At least it's I mean, one a shorter. <laughs> but Jack I and Jack John was short are... for Jackson. I mean, yeah. I guess it could be that too. John, how did we not come up with fucking yeah, John? John's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jack is yeah. There you What's go. What's number two? James. Dude, it's a 
James. Yep. Again, Jacques. Uh, Jack is short for John. John is the nickname. Jack, Jack is short not for short for okay, John. Jack is <laughs> Jack, that's a name. You guys don't know names. It also can't be short for. It's the same length. <laughs> yeah. Look at it. Where does the name Jack come from? Jack is a derivative of John that originated in medieval England. Wow. This is something else. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. I'm teaching a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> you hear? What? James. How did I, John? That one really pisses me off. My brother's name Calvin? is My brother's name is James. I should have known that. Um, Calvin Ridley is going to wear number zero. That's just is that in reference to how many more times he's going to bet on football, <laughs> <laughs> or how much money he won on those parlays? <laughs> how worth it it was to bet? Yeah, a lot of regrets there. Um, comments. Sure. Talk to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, James in Brazil is Tiago. What? That's what Broncos Brazil says. I mean, I definitely trust I, him. I also yeah. trust him. He seems like he would know. Someone that. Uh, maybe not as convincing then. Hmm. Huh. No, I trust. I trust. Um, Zach right. is short for numbies. It absolutely is. You are right on that. Um, okay, comments? <laughs> Yes. First one, we've got one super chat, I believe, if our producer will pull it up for us. Thank you, you hear. Jacob says, hey, guys, I missed the stadium conversation the other day. What about a Walton Cronky collab? Demolish Elitches, build a new ball arena, new mile high, and a full entertainment district around them. Yep. See, if the stadium is going to stay downtown... I think it has to be where Elitch's is because I just don't think there's enough room where the current stadium is to because they're not just going to build a stadium. They're going to build a whole entertainment district. Now, you can convince me with Elitch's. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I can go there. Then you have the entertainment district. Then mm-hmm. it's also connected to ball. I don't really think you need a new ball, do you? Uh, You're no. getting there. It's a perf- It's a perfect arena. It's a little old. Like I It's, just, I think it's great for hockey. It. For basketball, you need to... Like, there's some rough seats way up at the top. You just said the other night that you sat in the very <laughs> yes. last row and you thought it was a great view. No, I said it was fine. Like, I would rather be there than at home, which was my surprise. It is. It does get kind of rough up there. I do think that there's ways to improve. Please, Yaya, cut the clip of him talking about how great the right. seats were right up all against right. this. It's very true. It's very easy. Henry go. just wants all that's new fair. things. No, Roller coaster fair. hang. That is fair. That is fair. Within, what, a 48-hour period? Yep. <laughs> That is true. Um, that is, boy, I'm yep. happy I had you to back me up there. Um, yeah. Um, There's room for improvement. And isn't Elitch's, haven't they been thinking about tearing it down forever? Yeah, but not to build a stadium, to build more apartments, because that's what yeah. we need in Denver. Yeah, it's I mean, it very true. actually is. <laughs> There's a housing so. crisis. Okay, well then why don't you just tear There's down... There's a housing crisis, not an apartment crisis. Build housing <laughs> or apartments where the current no, stadium not. is. Tear down the current about? stadium and build them there. Sure, yeah. Yes, and then there we um, go. A housing yeah. crisis does not mean there's... Uh, whatever. I, I, housing doesn't mean house. Housing this is how that's like plan. This is terrible podcasting because nobody else can see it. But they, it's like a 25 year plan that they started last year. So I'm fully in on any idea that keeps the stadium in downtown, and fully yep. out on every idea that moves it out. And so honestly, like being on this, being on the other side of the highway would be such a big win. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, because the length of the walk from like there to there. It isn't even like it adds another five minutes on, but it feels so much closer. What yeah. sucks is that like. Den like downtown Denver 
like everything in uh, 2023 has been politicized. Mm. And there's a lot of people who are now just like anti the city. Yeah. Uh, and oh, so yeah. there's there'll be a lot of support for moving it out of the city. I mm. could not believe when that survey came out and we're on Twitter putting things out, the reaction of how many people wanted it to move out of the city. Yeah. I was shocked. I, th- I thought it was just an easy thing to all agree on. I think it's mostly those out-of-towners. who Like, I understand like the appeal. Who, like, who, Henry? Who are these out-of-towners? I live here now. But <laughs> my dad, for example, if he were to come to a game, might be like, yeah, let me just fly right, right in right next to it. Your Stay dad, at the Broncos Hotel. It sounds like an awesome cool place. To think that. <laughs> uh, he's also a Denver guy, so he would probably be against yeah. that, too. Yeah. But he's close to the right example. The other, The only issue with that is like... No, it's the people who live in, like, Castle Rock. There's some of yeah. that too. Yeah. Yep. That don't want to come into the city. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I literally had an interaction with that exact person this weekend. The tough part about the collab, though, is that all this land is owned by the Cronkies. And like where the Broncos are, that's actually owned by the stadium district. And so the Walton Penner group doesn't actually own any land. And so, like, maybe the Cronkies are just like, hey, yeah, like, we'll sell you a chunk of this. We'll land. sell you a chunk and we'll split it. Would seem like that would be bad business. Maybe for some reason, yeah. maybe they say, "Oh, if that keeps you right there, if that keeps the Broncos right there, that Ooh. will lead to enough more business." Ooh. Oh yeah, you're tearing it all. You're buying it all. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I was gonna say about See you, you children. saying. Well, that's what I was gonna say about you saying. There's not enough room where it currently is. Like, no, they'll just like buy people out of their. Hundred-year-old homes. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there are places that Sadly. you could do that. Which, again, you're totally right. It's sad, but I almost wonder. And this would be great if I was screen sharing. If you put it, you do put the Broncos Stadium visual. like right next to Ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that you, you could fit it in right there, and then you even share the parking lots. Yeah, because it's so rare they're both in use. Yep, that's like, what the uh, Eagles and Seventy mm-hmm. Sixers and Flyers do. Because right now. Like, cause then you could just keep building your whatever district all the way onto the land. You need the city to be willing to sell that land, but if they're willing to sell it and in exchange you keep the stadium downtown, there's a way to do it. Yes. Also, there's, bringing the Broncos closer to the to yeah, actual downtown would be, be fantastic. Better. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, what? There's like 17 people running for mayor. There's no way anybody's getting more than like 10% of the vote just based on the math. Maybe I need to run. I could pitch wow. this. I could get it done. I, wow. I swear to God, if you were a single issue, I'm a single issue voter. <laughs> exactly. Keep the stadium in downtown. That would be cool. I, I, I would be into it, but the Coliseum is not a big enough area for that. There's also a, a highway. Also, where is that it? That you couldn't move. Also, <laughs> I think this is... I guess you could just bow it out. <laughs> I just don't I think, think it's... Working, yeah. I hope we're. I hope this can happen. I'm not optimistic be awesome. about it. I agree. I'm not either because of what I was just saying about how people are like yeah. anti-Denver now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy and enough. The crazy thing is, though, if you built all of the development stuff like out where the Broncos are and move that stadium in, all of a sudden, like everything... Downtown grows in a way that doesn't yeah. seem like it's even possible to grow. Yeah, it's like more connected. Exactly. And then I guess every th- I don't know. It'd be cool. It'd be really cool. <clears throat> yeah. It would be. It would yeah, be. I All right, let's hit some questions on the website. Nash Bronco says, can we please talk about trading receivers again? 
Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> don't do it unless you get top 15 pick for Jerry or a second for Court. There we go. I'd do a third for Court. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't need to be a prime third, like a top five third? Yeah, top five third. Okay. Part of the draft. Um, sweet so spot. Sweet spot. What were we hearing about Court's value? Did we ever hear Court's value before Cliss put it out on Sunday? No. I think <laughs> maybe the Broncos were getting like fourths for Court. Um, and then the Broncos are like, let's see if we can get a third. Let's put out that we're asking for a second and see if we can get a third at mm, some point mm-hmm. for court because we hadn't heard a number. They're, they're not going to get a second for court. People are saying like a third for DeAndre Hopkins right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which the Cardinals would be idiots to do that. If not even less. They're, yeah. The teams want to get it down to the Brandon Cooks price, which is a fifth and a sixth. Why don't the Broncos <laughs> and Cardinals just trade wide receivers straight up? Definitely should. Unless the Cardinals just don't want to take on any cap of anyone. On wide receivers, yeah. yeah. Can you let them know my mic doesn't work? Yaya says his mic doesn't work, which means you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> which, which also means, aren't you a producer who should know how to fix the mic? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> nobody can hear what you're saying. Okay, two quick questions. True <laughs> Champ Fan 24 says, My people is not Broncos related today, but Jokic, but but Jokic really quick. Uh as you know, yes. I'm a jazz fan. Really so I don't what? He is really quick. <laughs> as, <laughs> Roman. As I as you know, I am a jazz fan, so I don't really care all that much about the Nuggets, but I do hate Embiid for the way he dodged Ruzi Gobert for a few seasons during Rudy's defensive player of the year. He's runs. dodging everyone. I mean, yes. that's all he does is dodge. He doesn't play any games. I think I think Jokic needs to stop quote padding stats, oh my and for God. the rest of the season, oh just boy. drop fifty burgers the rest of the way since points are the only thing casuals can comprehend when it comes to basketball. Wow, he did put padding stuff. in quotes. Uh, <laughs> the whole Embiid versus Jokic debate is as simple as Embiid's scores more points he's gooder than a guy who scores less points love y'all Stu. movement yep yep there has been a slight plus button. 105 and now plus 115 which is back down from plus 110 from where we started and has gone from minus 180 to plus 115 in 24 hours what a loser by deciding not to play <sighs> man at this the is... same time that he Drops a ridiculous piece. <clears throat> what I will say is if they had played and Yoke, you know, had a 30-point triple-double and won, yeah. this would be more dramatic. So maybe Embiid played it right. Yeah. It's true. It's also, true. But when he, did, when, when he didn't play, he gave it as more of a possibility that what happened last night would happen. Yes. And the biggest thing for me is that he now the most games he can possibly play is 68. Um, and not since 1978 has a player played less than 70 games in one MVP. The last one to do it was Bill Walton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I said yesterday it's never been done, but anything, you know, not, since 1978, uh, basically never been done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never in our lifetime. Uh, and I, I think he has to sit out the next game too to prove that he wasn't just ducking it. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. So now he's down to 67, which is <laughs> yeah. almost 20% of that's 15 yeah. games. And I think at that point, yeah. that's where he would tie Giannis for games played if they both play out. I think mm. I think because Giannis has, has played how less many than has uh, Jokic missed, or how many is he eligible to play? He's already played sixty-seven, 67 so he's yep. gonna play. If he plays the rest of the games, he'll play seventy-four. Okay. Um, and by the way, we are due for an ESPN straw poll to drop, and basically mm. whatever happens in that straw poll will decide the MVP, in my opinion. Yeah, because it's, it's the last one. Yep. And the thing is, like, it's very rare that the MVP race is close. Like typically, like the votes are like seventy thirty, and right. that's even a pretty close race. 
So by the end of the season, we should have a pretty good idea who it's going to be. Yeah. We won't get our money we, until May. Right. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the, I think whatever this this straw poll says is probably what's going to happen. And the, the odds will shift insanely to whoever wins that. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I just Hopefully can't believe news. that it went down this way. Like, I, I honestly don't care because I, 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 I got to get my tweets off all night. Yeah, it was I so had fun. a great time. <laughs> um, but it's just so lame that it went down this it's way. It's so yeah. true. Could have been such a good game last night. Yeah. And like I said, Embiid goes out there and balls again, and the Nuggets lose that game last night. I'm just saying, like, congratulations. You're the MVP. Good job. Yep. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It would have been easier to swallow. Yeah. It was yeah. Just like, he, he did it. He deserved it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And last comment coming in from our friend True Champ Fan Twenty Four again says, "Can't get my super chat to load. I hate going by Steve, so that's why I, why I roll with Stu." Yes. Oh. Yeah. Too many Steves. Stu so, is dope. So many Steves. Um, and I think we have a new DNVR Broncos listener, Jaysum. Uh, says yes. DNVR. I'm a Falcons fan. Do y'all think the Broncos will be better next season? So Jays yes. is a uh, in the Buffs chat. Yeah, every day. Oh. I love it. Yes, they will. Um, we love new fans, and obviously got a Dion photo there. Yep. Uh, yes, they absolutely should be, and if not, I don't know how they'll ever be better. <laughs> Which like, is what we said if, last year. No, I don't think we said that. I mean, if Sean, <laughs> if Sean, we didn't Payton, really consider yeah. the possibility yeah, we did. <laughs> of the Broncos wouldn't be better last year, and we wouldn't be saying it this year <laughs> if they hadn't done that last year to prove that they wow. could be maybe not as good. Yes, they better be. They better be. I would. Take the over if the over under was five and a half wins. Yes, easily. It, it's out. The over on. Let's get to that later this week. Yeah. Okay. Eight and a half. <laughs> Zach loves a good tease. <laughs> Is that all we got? That's it. All right. That's gonna wrap it up for us today. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Also for letting us talk Jokic for a few few minutes. <laughs> yeah. I need a I need a new show where I just get to get these takes off. Yeah. Anyways, we will catch you guys tomorrow. Spin.